You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young. Today we'll be talking design. We'll be talking beautiful design and sensibilities with a very talented woman who has built the pet fashion business called Bella Bean Couture. Bella Bean was recognized by Oprah Winfrey, The Today Show, and more. Her name is Michelle Clinton, and we connected in Vegas at SuperZoo and ended up chatting away like best buds. Collars, leashes, beds, and bandanas literally made me stop in my tracks in the aisles. They are gorgeous and cool. And we'll learn all about her inspiration, her newest collections, and the ways she can help us live stylishly with our dog. So first, we're going to take a short break, but don't go away. Just grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back after a short pause. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young. We've got Michelle Clinton here today on the show. She's the founder and head of Bella Bean Couture and of Finnegan Standard Goods. Her collars, leashes, and home decor pieces are so beautiful, so interesting. I had to share them with you. And as I said, I doubled back to get a better look at her products at SuperZoo. We struck up a conversation, two lovers of design, and here we are. I'm excited to introduce you to Michelle Clinton of Bella Bean Couture. Hey, Michelle. Hi. How you doing? Good. It's great to be here. Thanks for I'm, asking me on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited that you are on the show. I want everybody to learn about what you're doing. Um, there's probably most people probably know about Bella Bean Couture because it's been around for a while. But for those that don't, and those that don't know about Finnegans, I want to share it with everybody. They're awesome. So tell us a little bit about what inspired, I know that Bella Bean Couture was inspired by Bella, your dog. Right. Um, and also by her funny little walk um, yeah. and her passion for fashion. So you tell us the story. Yeah. So it was kind of an organic starting in ways. I think I got Bella and she was a very cute puppy. And one of my good friends, we were talking about a dog collar to get for her. And one of my good friends says, well, she needs more than one. She's a girl and it's her only accessory. And it was like the light bulb moment for me. I was like, you're right. And so I became obsessed with finding her dog collars. 
and much like I had been obsessed with finding the right fashion all my life. And so when I went out into the world, it was never something, I mean, there was some lines that I liked, but I was always kind of grasping for something different. And I just started to create. And believe it or not, I actually even sewed the first ones myself, which is ridiculous because I don't really know how to sew. Um, so I think something magical must have been happening that day where the bobbin actually worked and all that stuff. And when I came up and then I was like, oh, I'm going to name this after her. And so I named it after her first name was Bella. And then she did this little wiggle when you would come home, which boxers are known to do. It's called kidney beaning. So I used to call her Bella Bean all the time. Aww. And that's how it, it was born. That is so sweet. And look what's happened now. It's 14 years later. I know. I know. And it's outlived Bella, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> but her spirit so still sorry. lives on through all the callers, which is a wonderful way to, you know, continue to enjoy her. Because exactly. she was definitely my muse. Lives, yeah, her legacy lives on. Yes, um, totally. You've had so many milestones in the 14 years that Bella Bean Couture has been around. Accolades, major moments. Tell us about a few. I think the first major moment was when I saw a random dog at the dog park in a Bella Bean collar. Now, this wasn't somebody I solicited to wear the, you know, have their dog wear the collar. It was, they actually purchased the collar. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that was, that was a major moment and a sign from up above that maybe this was a, a, the right direction to go. And then over time, it was great. Uh, Martha Stewart talked about the line on the Today Show. I mean, her and Matt Lauer were actually talking about the Bella Bean cupcake collar. And that oh was a pretty great <laughs> moment. Yeah, um, I Because so. I watched the Today Show every day, you know, so it was <laughs> like, wow. And then Oprah Winfrey, her Cocker Spaniel puppies were wearing my collars, which was great. And actually today, one of my customers told me one of Gwen Stefani's people bought a Finnegan's harness for their dog. So that's always wow. fun to hear, you know, to kind of get, oh, and Jeff Lewis from flipping out, his dogs always used to wear Bella Bean. They're not wearing it this season, which is quite disappointing, but I always check in on, on what colors his dogs are wearing. So, And, you know, both Jeff, who is a lunatic, as we know, and Gwen are like so stylish, especially so Gwen. design oriented. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the best compliment yeah absolutely absolutely now we love bella bean but you know bella had other siblings right so you created another line called finnegan standard goods after her little brother finnegan yes so we have three dogs and our our youngest dog is finnegan and that's why there's a number three on all of the collars it's stamped in the leather, and then there's also a signature stitch on all the pieces that is three stripes. Oh. And <laughs> Finnegan's is just a different aesthetic. Like many designers will realize, once you start down a road, your business becomes has its own heartbeat, and it, it has its own aesthetic. And you can't veer too far off. I mean, you can dabble in other things, but Finnegan's aesthetic is so quite different than Bella Bean that it needed to be rebranded into its own and it was because Finn's our boy dog, and some of the Bella Bean colors are, you know, cutesier. Yeah. yeah. And he needed us something a little bit more rustic yeah. with a little bit of patina on it. And so that's where Finnegan's line was, was created. And they, I mean, we'll talk more about 
the Finnegan's collection, you know, a little bit later, but they blew me away. I mean, they are just so stunning. But that's the thing you were saying, you know, between Bella Bean and Finnegan's, you offer something for pretty much any taste because really the patterns and colors that you choose are a design lover's aesthetic sensibility. So for example, my friend Barb, she's a shabby chic kind of girl. She loves the cupcake designs like Martha and Matt. I went crazy, as I said, for Finnegan's, and I couldn't even start to choose what I like the best because it's too tough. Glamour lovers, you've got the bejeweled. Hipsters, you've got put a patch on it or you've got mid-century mod. Where do you get your inspiration from for these patterns and colors? Well, I think because I'm a constant watcher of fashion, I love what's going on in the fashion industry. I've always loved shopping Actually, having children has put a little bit of a wrench in my shopping. Thank goodness for virtual shopping now. (laughs) But I think all of those things, you know, I have always been really into color and how color complements each other and how you work with color. And for some reason, when I see something, whether it's in a woman's fashion magazine or if it's furniture or I can translate it into a version of a dog collar in my mind, which is really sounds kind of bizarre, but I've noticed like when I'll have people working with me over the years, I'll look at something and be like, oh, that'd be a really cool dog collar. And they kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? No, because I I was thinking interior design meets fashion designer aesthetic. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yes, definitely. And that's where it just kind of feeds off of. And I also love vintage things. And I'm, I go to the flea markets all the time. And I think there's a lot of aesthetics from way back when that I love to pull forward. And that's what, you know, all good designers do. I mean, everything is somewhat recycled but modernized and uh, or changed, you know. And so that's what I'm kind of doing with the lines. Um, when I'm looking at what's the next thing. Like, for example, this last summer, I do an indigo shibori pattern in the Finnegan's line, and it's very big in interior design right now. Sometimes dog people don't get it. It might hit next year, (laughs) but some people do really get it, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a taste. Tell everyone about a little bit about the history of shibori, too, because it's interesting. Yeah, and this is where I'm going to mess up. It's like a Japanese style of tying and designing fabric to get out with indigo um, dye. And you get out different, like one of our designs is a more faded angular design. And it's just in a way you fold the fabric and then dye it. And then another pattern in that same collection is more of a spotted, blotted, brighter version. And it's just a textile that I I really am attracted to. Yeah. I mean, you can twist it, you can knot it. There are different ways that you manipulate the fabric to get the various designs, but it all comes from Japanese tradition, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And I think some people might think it's tie-dye if they're not familiar with it, you know, because it's a little bit more refined than tie-dye and it's a very much like But yeah, much more refined. And it's with the indigo blue, which is so beautiful and so in design right now. 
that's the other, you know, it's not multiple colors and not kind of wild. Exactly. It's more. Exactly. There's an elegance to it. There's yeah, absolutely... it's a little more conservative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, there are stories also that you told me when we talked in Vegas about some of the other fabrics that you created. One was from a photograph of a mountain and an aerial photograph of something else. Tell us a couple of those because they're cool. Yeah, so in Finnegan's, because I knew I wanted it to be a different aesthetic, and I, it was kind of like this whole new world opened up to me. And, and a lot of what I was seeing in fashion at the time was a lot of kind of realistic images, whether it was on a skirt or, you know, like my kids have these amazing sweatshirts from this designer, the Scandinavian designer of these vivid pictures of animals. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that could be really neatly translated into a dog collar. And so what do dogs love to do? Well, one of them was the mountains. You know, I love hiking with my dogs. And so I was like, oh, a mountain design is great. Dogs love being outdoors and hiking. And so I basically got a picture of a mountain with the blue sky and, and pine trees. And then it's, you know, we have the fabric made and then it's slices of that into the dog collar. And so every dog collar is unique unto itself because it's a slice of a different part of the mountain, which is also a really cool thing. Very um, interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And then we also did a, a tulip field out of Amsterdam, an aerial view of it. So basically from an aerial view, it's a very graphic and vibrant image. And then you, when you look up really close to the dog collar, you can actually see the farms, which I let, that's one of my m more favorite collars in the line. Fantastic. And, you know, we will have pictures of both Bella Bean and Finnegan Standard Goods pieces on the Bark and Swagger page of Pet Life Radio so you can see what we're talking about and see how beautiful these really are. You also have things like, you know, really cute patches that people can purchase. You have a collection within uh, a collection of collars that already have patches sewn on. Tell us a little bit about these. So this was an idea that I came up with kind of like when, because I was a brownie when I was a younger girl and, and a Girl Scout. And, and I thought, how cool would it be with every milestone that you have with your dog, it gains a patch. So of course, there's a hydrant, which I thought, oh, that's great. Once your dog is actually finally potty trained, they get the hydrant patch, you know, and then there's the stick patch the, for the dogs that love to fetch. And there's the an owl patch that represents like maybe when your dog is getting in its senior years and how wise that they have become. And originally my idea was people would collect these patches and they would add the patches to their dog's existing collar. And then it's a great memento to have someday when your dog maybe is not wearing that collar anymore. And, you know, it's a great memory. I still have the very first collars that my dogs wore right when, you know, I brought them home or I had the, you know, they're like their puppy collars. That's what I call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful idea. Really lovely. A memento. I still have one of my first dog's first collars from like a hundred years ago. And every time I look at it, you know, it gives me a warm feeling. So um, especially if your dog isn't with you anymore, you know, it's something yes. it really is a memento. And you can sort of bring back those memories that each patch signified. So that's really, really lovely. Yep. 
We've got a lot more to talk about, but we're going to take a short break right now for a word from our sponsor. Albie, our little chihuahua, just agreed. And <laughs> <laughs> when we return, we're going to find out about the gorgeous beds, bandanas, and other items in the collection and how dressing her two young boys impacts Michelle's designs. So refresh that beverage, get cozy. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. This is Ed Lukasevic and Cindy Lukasevic at Dinovite. This year, whenever you order a 90-day supply of Dinovite for your dog, we'll send you a free sample of one of the other doggy things we make. Like Lico Chops, Super Mega Fish Oil, or Doggo Suds Shampoo. What's on your dog's wish list? We'll offer a different freebie each week at Dinovite.com. Don't you just love the sound of healthy, happy dogs? Dinovite is nutrition. Dinovite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller Young. We're talking with Michelle Clinton of Bella Bean Couture and Finnegan Standard Goods. And when we talked at SuperZoo, Michelle, you told me about your two boys who have amazing names, Dashiell and... Rhodes, like the Greek island. The best names. (laughs) And how much fun you have dressing them. And also how lucky you are that your husband shares your design aesthetic, which definitely makes a difference. So the question is, does Bella Bean or Finnegan's looks extend to how you dress the boys or do your boys inspire your designs? I think now shopping, you know, it was funny when I, when I knew I was having my first son, I was like, oh, I don't know, boys. And everybody's like, oh, that's too bad. It's only fun to dress girls. And so I made it kind of my little job to make sure that my boys would look cool and so I now it's funny now that I have another boy they both have their own little styles when I see something I'm definitely like that's Dashiell and then when I see something else it's definitely the other guy but I just think again with the children's design that's out there especially European design it's whimsical and it's creative and I love being able to translate that it it translates probably a little bit more into my Finnegan's line than Bella Bean because with little boys everything has a patina on it nothing is perfect you know exactly (laughs) and it's nice that way yeah, and it's great that way. Yeah, you got to yeah. make it your own, right? So, exactly. so definitely that's that's also in line with what we say with Finnegan's, you know, like all the hardware on Finnegan's is like a weathered brass feel to it and not as polished. And so my boys look put together, but, you know, there is patina there. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, 
even with boys, I mean, I remember when my daughter, who's 30 now, when she was little, it was tough to find boys' clothes that were as nice as the girls' clothes. But that's not the case anymore. They are making, between European designers and even some American designers, they are making fantastic clothes for little boys. So, you know, you've got a lot to choose from. And I can understand why your shopping kind of gets put on hold or the back burner because, boy, when Morgan was little, I couldn't stop shopping for her. I know. (laughs) It's true. And also with the kind of Instagram age Mm -hmm. and internet age, there are a lot of women out there now, especially in the U.S., that are becoming makers. Maybe they're at home and raising their kids, but they're also making really amazing and beautiful clothing. Yeah. Um, And they're not inexpensive, but I love buying something from somebody and it's directly impacting their life and making their life better. I mean, that happens when you go out into the corporate world and you keep the money flowing. But just like with me, when somebody buys a collar directly from me or they go to the stores and they seek out my line, it's, and you know, it helps support me and my family, which also helps support the factory everything is made in, which is also made in the U.S. So I, I am a believer of that. I don't love a lot of the fast fashion stuff. I've kind of tapped into this world now with my boys' clothing that is more of these small makers. And quite frankly, the clothes are more expensive, but they wear better too, I'm finding. They're more interesting. It's not something you're going to find every place, you know? So I love that too. Wherever I find something that just, you know, kind of speaks to me and it's, it's different, it could be vintage shopping. It could be on the street in New York where I found some amazing things in Soho, or it could be like, you know, at a boutique or a major store. It doesn't matter. It's just whatever kind of speaks to you. And that's what's so wonderful about fashion. And I, like you, I I tend to gravitate towards the things you won't find everywhere else. Yes, definitely. Yeah. You got to mix it all up together. Absolutely. (laughs) Mixing it up is fun. That's one of the the best parts of fashion. That's Um, the creative part, right? Exactly is the creative part. Yeah. Actually, it was really cool because when um, we were visiting Los Angeles recently and I went into a um, a dog store on Abbott Kinney, I think it was, in Venice. And oh, I saw the modern dog. Yeah. 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 And I saw <laughs> your collars and leashes. And I was like, oh, I love these. I know this girl. Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, we love them too. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, it's, a great, cool. it's a great shopping street and it's a great it, store. Uh, it is. It's wonderful. Let's talk beds. You have some absolutely beautiful beds. They're yes. made out of vintage blankets. They're, They're made from wool vintage blankets yeah. from my outrageous collection of going to the flea markets. <laughs> and buying blankets and my husband looking at me like, how many blankets do we need? And so I was always covering our dog bed with these blankets. And then I was like, what am I doing? We should make these into beds. So the beautiful thing about these blanket beds is they're all machine washable. The insert removes. And over time, things that I didn't realize that were that's great about wool with dogs is wool absorbs odors. So they really keep the dog bed from becoming stinky and it's warm in the winter and cool in the summer. So wool is a great fabric to have in your house if you have dogs. 
And so the beds have been great. And they you've kind got of some cycle. plaids too. You've got, I know, yeah. you know, you love the Swiss cross, which is gorgeous. But I fell in love with some of those plaids. You have a pink and white. Yeah. On there. You've got some just beautiful, a rich, like royal. You have some very beautiful plaids. And plaids is big this season again. <laughs> exactly. And, I, you know, a plaid dog bed looks great really anywhere. And that was also the reason why I came up with these beds is the dog bed always gets kind of crazy looking after a while because the dog yeah. spends a lot of time there. So these beds are great because you can stack them up on each other. They're really beautiful and the dogs love them too. We stack ours and our Finn loves to sleep in between the two like he's a sandwich. Um, so <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah. What kind of a dog is Finnegan? Finn is a French bulldog. Okay. Oh, right. I've seen him on the site. Yes, he's on the the website. Yes. Yes. We make him work. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you're also starting to make the beds out of African mud cloth. Yeah. So that's also born from going to the flea markets. African mud cloth here in the San Francisco area is very big, again, in interiors. And I ended up buying a couple at the flea market and having them made into a bed. And I brought one to the Super Zoo trade show and that one sold on the spot. And then I had a customer that wanted one made up. And the one that I had made up for her was great. It was vivid orange. It's actually on my Instagram feed. And it was a hard bed to ship out because I loved it so much. I was like, oh. (laughs) And the great thing about the African mud cloth, like my vintage blankets, is they're all going to be a little bit different. So they become kind of one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing. I mean, I noticed on your site that you have one of each size made up. And then when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Yes, definitely. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now, a ton of people make bandanas, and there are some very adorable bandanas, but what I loved about your bandanas were that they have this really finished and styled look about them, but yet they also have this, like, about-to-be-worn-in-and-cozy, you know, sensibility, too. Tell us a little bit about them, about the fabrics you chose to make bandanas, and about that little patch that kind of, and trim that sets them apart. Yeah, I think I love when you see the dog that's just been wearing a bandana for you don't know how long. It's just a part of him. And I kind of wanted to recreate that kind of a bandana, the feeling of it being worn in and the dog just looking great in it. And so we actually cut it in the shape of how a bandana is usually worn once it's folded. So that kind of gives it a no-brainer sticking it on your dog move. You don't have to really do a lot, but scrunch it up and tie it around your dog. And then I pick the fabrications that we do the bandanas in right now are pretty traditional looking bandana with a twist. I mean, they're not like the bandana you're going to buy at the, you know, construction supply store. They're more refined design on the actual material, but we do a, like a, a, thin blanket stitch around them that is a different coordinating color. Like we do a bright red with a nice like beige stitching, which just sets it off a little bit and makes it a little bit rustic. And then the the leather patch on them is just our Finnegan's tag that's on our, our collars. And, and it's just kind of this nice worn in leather, you know, 
number three. And, you know, three is a, is a lucky number as far as I'm concerned. So <laughs> it gives me a, a little number. luck, too. Three is a good number. And I love them. I mean, and I can absolutely see myself wearing them and matching my dog. Oh, totally. I mean, I put them on my kids all the time. And yeah. here in San Francisco, it's chilly in the mornings. And <laughs> it's something that I wear when I take the dogs out for a walk. Just take the you know, the coolness off your neck and it's, it's perfect and it looks great. Cool. Cool. So now I saw utility bags on the site. This is part of the Finnegan's collection, right? <laughs> right. We came out with a reversible utility bag from a place of, and a lot of things that come into my line is because of something I need or something that I want. And I don't always have pockets when I go to take the dogs out for a walk. And I want to have my phone and I want to have my keys and I need my doggy pickup bags. And so I came up with a nice little square pouch and we do them in the wax oiled cotton, which has a nice little weight. And we do these little vintage, they have little vintage brass zippers on them. And so they look really complimentary to the line and they just tie on to your leash handle. So you have everything you need on your leash handle and it looks cool. Perfect. 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 What's next? What's next for Bella Bean? What's next for Finnegan's? You know, I think what I always look at is just like with designers, I, I design a spring line and I design a fall line. So that's when I roll out all the new things. And I just rolled out my fall line at Super Zoo. And so that included like my new Borgello collar in the Bella Bean line in which now we have like a, it's got a nice beautiful silver clip on it. And in Finnegan's, we came out with these great cozy plaids for winter and fall and spring, I'm not yet inspired yet for spring, so I have to see what, what the world will show me for spring. I'm looking forward to the coziness of fall and winter, but we will continue to design, you know, great colors that reflect, you know, the fashion industry. I always encourage people to look at your dog and look at their collar and see if it reflects the season of what we're, you know, what we're going into because, you know, it is their only accessory. <laughs> yeah. And them and them. Does it reflect kind of who they are? Who they um, are. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And you can do that certainly um, with Bella Bean and or Finnegan's. You'll be able to see some of these beautiful new pieces on the Bark and Swagger page. So take a look. Where can people find you, Michelle, to learn more about your collections and to shop or find you on social as well? Yes. So our website, we have two websites. Website is bellabeancouture.com. And then you can link to the finneganstandardgoods.com website through Bellabean. And then you can find us on Instagram at bellabeancouture. And we are in about 600 retail establishments worldwide. So most likely there's a store near you that carries the line. But if you see something you love, we can always get it for you direct too. Perfect. Perfect. We're out of time, but it was so great having you on today, Michelle. And everybody, go check out Bella Bean Couture and Finnegan Standard Goods. See why I love them so much. Thank you for being here, Michelle, and continued success. Thank you so much. It's been great. Oh, I'm glad. And thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. Mark, you make us sound so good. You rock. My passion is living stylishly and animal rescue. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, styles, and rescue stories I love. And don't forget to visit me at BarkandSwagger.com 
where you'll find great fashion, shelter stories, and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.